Yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to the Back to the Root podcast, where we discuss urban culture. We challenge our generation with thought-provoking topics. And we stay rooted in truth to to grow grow our our expression. expression. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome back to the Back to the Root. It's your boy, Brian G. And Ben Vasquez. Boom. We back with you guys for another episode. I'm excited. I'm excited doing all these episodes. Me too, What about you, man? For sure, dude. It's really good, guys. And honestly, at the end of the day, even if we're the only ones that listen to our podcast, I mean, I think we sound pretty dope. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. We're you know our what I'm number saying? one fans. We are number one fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But guys, if you're returning guests, if you're returning people, welcome, guys. We love you guys. We appreciate each and every single one of you. If this is the first time listening, welcome. We consider everyone here family. And so familia, always and forever to be, boom. Vin Diesel, that's me. Uh, let me stop. I'm not Vin Diesel. I want to be, but I'm not. And so let's go ahead and just Groot. jump right. In. <laughs> I'm Groot. Let's go ahead and just jump right into this real quick. You know, as if you've been here before, we always start out with questions now. So I want to start out with a thought provoking question hmm. just off the bat. You know, have you ever wanted to escape the life that you are living because of the stress, anger, or just because you hate life? Like, that's, that's, well, that's good. It sounds like an infomercial. Uh, infomercial, like you're about to sell something for like nine ninety nine. Yeah, you ever the <laughs> Roscoe's chicken foot massage? No, it's not Roscoe's, but <laughs> I don't know. What the, I don't remember what the uh, commercial is. But anyway, besides Roscoe's, remember OxyClean? Ooh, <laughs> OxyClean. are you stressed, angry? Of all them spots <laughs> that you can't get out your T-shirt? Yeah. Welcome to OxyClean. <laughs> And he just like they would grab like the dirtiest shirts. Like they would take a shirt that they like. Like dipped in doo doo, man. Like so, like Yo. just black, whatever. Like the shirt was completely destroyed, and all of a sudden they dipped it in oxyclean and came out perfectly white, like it was a brand new shirt or something. Ooh, that could be a preaching right there, bro. You think Crazy. that oxyclean is good? What about Jesus? Mmm, mmm. <laughs> this is sin, and then put it in oxyclean. This is grace. <laughs> oxyclean, your grace. Oh, that's good. We we gotta make a we gotta make a T-shirt that says OxyClean. You mean Jesus Clean? Mm, mm. That's trademark. No one can use it. But yeah, no, that's good. So the question is, um, yeah, have you? You said have you ever wanted to escape life or live or just because of stress or anger or because you just hate life, right? Yep. And it's exactly. 2020, so there might be quite a few people that feel like they're hating life right now. I've known people who've had uh, had lost their jobs, um, missionaries, friends of mine that had to come back from their field. They lived their life like years and years in another country and had to come back to America and get like a nine to five job. Um, pastors that had churches that the churches are no longer there. <laughs> All kinds of stuff, man. And so, yeah, yeah that's a insane. real that's a real question like for people to, to ask themselves. For sure. And um, yeah, I don't know. Did you have anything else before I go and kind of sharing my heart on it? Nah, man. You know, it's just, it's just thought provoking. You know what I'm saying? We, we got we to gotta yeah. realize something, especially in, the, in this day and age. You mm-hmm. know, like Ben was saying, it's 2020. It's a time where people are, you know, worried. They're stressed. They're like, well, am I going to have mm-hmm. a job tomorrow? Am I going to catch COVID? Uh, what's going to happen in this world in the election? Like, what's all, all these different types? Like, 2020 has brought out the worst in every single possible way. Right. And that's everybody, everybody who's thinking about it, everyone who's lived it. Not one person says something positive about 2020. Mm. But 
above everything else, guys, God is still in control. God is still good. And that's, that's something right. we can always put our trust in. And so, that's so good. It, th- th- this question might hit, hit some hearts, might hit somewhere where you don't even want to talk about it. You're like, ah, nah, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about you guys. But th- this is why we're here. We're here to talk about stuff like this to note that, hey, you guys aren't alone in this. No, that's a good dude. And um, we're excited to say, really, like, honestly, we're wrapping up this series on desire. And um, if you guys have noticed kind of the pattern, um, we've been kind of doing like a contrast of what it really means to have desire in our faith with the Lord. And there's been this contrast of like kind of the counteractive, what the enemy tries to throw at us to really kind of substitute our desire or even compromise our desire, right? And so, you know, in the past, we talked about different aspects of desire when it came to, you know, kind of intimacy with the Lord. We talked about sexual immorality and like how the devil tries to really rob pe- people of their purity and, and really, you know, spending time with the Lord through that condemnation, whatever guilt, shame, stuff like that, um, that would come your way. And today we're going to talk about really, I think, something that is key that I've seen great miracles in, and that is just the Lord challenging us to have a sober mind because in desire, right, we can, we can see visions, we can dream with the Lord. We, you know, we want to hear our destiny from the Lord and that that your destiny is birthed from your heart to desire God. When you desire the Lord, he shows you, he reveals to you the destiny that has, the destiny that he has for your life. And what can happen is we can be so distracted and there's a lot of things that come into play that the enemy has put into place. It's been man-made, man-created, but I, you know, I really think it's from the heart of the enemy to pull us away, and that is drugs and alcohol. And that's what we want to talk about today, um, really. And the, the, again, the contrast to that is where the Lord gives us his presence, um, the enemy gives us drugs and other things that we've created to basically take the place of what the Lord gives us to desire him. And, and we, above all things, want to desire presence with him, right? Feeling his presence, seeing his presence, being filled with God. I mean, to be a Christian is exciting. You actually have access, you know, to God in a special way. And that is constantly being challenged, um, you know. And so I just want to share a little bit. For me, um, I got into weed um, when I was like 15 and I used to actually smoke with my dad. <laughs> so sell weed and smoke with my dad. And, um, father, son bonding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good time. Sat on the couch. How was your day? How was your day? <laughs> Smoking up. <laughs> oh and, my um, gosh. so I remember, yeah, I remember this one time that I, I didn't want to tell my dad I was smoking and I knew he smoked too, but it wasn't like that hey, let's smoke together yet. We weren't at that level. It was like I started smoking with my friend and then I had some weed and I bought like a little glass bowl, like a little pipe one you smoke out of. And uh, my dad was at, at the house and he was sitting on the couch and he's like, man, I just really want to smoke some weed right now. And I had some. 
But like I like I didn't want to tell him. But finally, I went out and like I went in my room and I grabbed the bowl and I brought it back and I like put my head down. I was like, I got something to tell you. And his whole demeanor changed. He looked at me like, Yo, no, what did you do? His his automatic thoughts like, Yo, you got someone pregnant, man? Would you? That's his worst thought. Like his worst thought ever for me is like, I got someone pregnant. It's like, Yo, no, listen, pregnancy, dad. Um, I started smoking weed and then I pulled out the the pipe and I showed him and he he snatches it out of my hand and he lights it and he's like why you ain't tell me this an hour ago <laughs> could have been smoking so that was my re- initial reaction to yeah to that so like, anyway why didn't you share come on yeah right why, why you not sharing and so I got high with my dad and that that became this process of like I actually was battling uh, with marijuana in and out of my walk with the Lord going to church and stuff as well and so I would like kind of go to church on Sunday and get high on Monday. And I um, actually wrote like a rap song about that. And so I even sold drugs at church one time, like right outside the, the door of church. And so, you know, not great. And um, I battled with this for quite some time. And um, I remember that uh, I went to Bible school and that was in 2009. And the Lord just like, totally delivered me and I could say it like this the first time that I stepped foot on that campus was the last time that I had ever smoked marijuana and God was showing me something that he he had something greater for me and my desire to build with him our relationship him healing me of things and the Lord constantly kept telling me I need you to be sober-minded Ben and the reality was he was telling me that because he was readying me for being able to see visions, being able to see promises and, and really hear his voice clearly. But weed was actually tampering with that. It was a counterfeit. It was like, let me get, I mostly smoked weed before to just get high because I was bored. But I didn't realize it was actually opening me up to other things, darker things as well. But I, being high was saying, you know, it was kind of, it was like a counterfeit to God's presence. Because when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, when I started worshiping God and praying and I would feel a certain way, it's like that was way better than being high, right? It's like way better than being high. And so, and it's free. It doesn't even cost money, right? And so anyways, I, I, I praise the Lord because I got delivered from that. And God used that strongly in my life to witness to others, right? Same thing kind of like what we talked about last week about kind of sexual morality and how I was able to keep maintaining um, my sexual purity with women, and uh, same thing with weed. So I started, you know, you know, planning churches with people, and I actually ended up starting a church with a top drug dealer. <laughs> like he's, the, like God was like, he's the main guy. I'm like that guy, really? Like why him? <laughs> and it's like that's the one. So he got saved and quit smoking weed as well and selling From weed. Dope to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um. I just want to share this story quick that I, one of our B-boys, so one of the, the break dancers in our crew, like he, he invited me to dinner and we just was chilling and vibing and he just got saved. Like he just wanted to believe in God, right? Brand new, fresh that day. And while we were talking over dinner, he asked me a question. He's like, is God okay with me smoking weed? And you know, as a counselor, as a pastor, as a big brother figure to this kid, you know, there's a lot of things I could have said in that moment, right? Like, oh, I could, I didn't even share my whole experience with him. I just said, 
tonight when you go home, why don't you ask the Lord if he thinks you should smoke weed anymore? Ooh, that's good. And then after that, something very powerful happened. And so we got up and he's like, all right, I'm going to do that bet when I get home. And we went outside of the rest, right outside the restaurant, dude. And I laid, I, I laid my hands on his shoulders and I prayed for him. But it was kind of like this powerful, like commissioning prayer. And I prayed and I, I think I said something along the lines like, okay, Lord, fill him with your spirit. Like he needs that more than being high. And he fell back actually. Like I've never really even experienced that in my life. And, you know, I, ain't, I didn't push him. I'm going to be honest with y'all. We're keeping it real on this show, right? I didn't give him a light little tap. I didn't push him. I just barely was touching his shoulders. And the power of God hit this dude, and he fell back. And then he kind of, it was almost like he tripped. And then he got up, and he didn't know. It was weird. He didn't know what to do either. And we are just like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow, bro. <laughs> he just left. It was really awkward. And the next morning, he calls me. And he got sick. He got like a throat infection or something. And he woke up and he said, bro, God told me to stop smoking weed. He's like, I got sick and my throat really hurts. <laughs> and he's like, I think, he's, I think God wants me to stop smoking weed. And it was something go. as simple as that, you know. But he took that in faith for himself, right? He, I just set up the question, right, to challenge him. Like, hey, should you be sober-minded because God has so much more for you? And he felt like God literally told him, stop. And then, you know, probably he, like, tried to smoke a little bit again or whatever, and he, got, he felt sick, which that wasn't a normal thing for him, right, getting sick from smoking. And so he just was like, yep, and that was it. He just quit weed. And, um, yeah, I know there's people out here, especially in the States, where there's like, oh, no, nah, man, there's, there's even people on the Christian side that are like, nah, man, it's natural. It's a herb, like God created the plant. It's okay to smoke it. I think those kind of people, um, I think they could grow deeper in the Lord. And just, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if they're talking to the Lord face to face and he's saying, no, it's okay for you to get high, Johnny. It's all good. Like, I would question that more or less, like not just from the voice they hear from God, but also from the voice of their peers and people around them. because. It's one thing to have culture or a church culture and like, hey, you shouldn't do this or this is what our church tradition is. But there's something unique about God warning us to really be sober-minded. And I would have to ask the question that for someone who might believe that they think God believes it's okay that they still smoke weed and still follow him, you know, that in the midst of the being high, are they more susceptible to the attack of the enemy. Because the board, the word says in 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Here's what's interesting, right? The warning to, it's a commandment, right, first, and it's a warning. It says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, is prowling like a roaring lion, right? Seeking to devour. Literally, the commandment here is telling you not to be drunk or high because you'll fall to temptation. You, you, you will fall to sin because you're more weaker, you're more vulnerable, right? That's what the, that's what the scripture is saying to me is 
You need to be sober-minded so you can make the conscientious choice to say no to sin. So what happens right. when you're drunk or high, you, there's something in that where you're not able to do that, right? Everybody says, man, I was so drunk last night. Man, how did that happen, right? It's this almost it's like, oh, I did something that I regret or I did something that I didn't have p- complete power and control over. Therefore, I reap this result from it, right? And so that's my warning uh, to you. I choose, and, and I want to just take this deeper for one second, to be sober-minded to me is even beyond just drugs and alcohol, even with lust and stuff, like with temptation to pornography or something like that, any kind of thing. You need to be sober-minded because I know for me, like I, I call it the hunt, like in the moment where you're feeling tempted, like, man, I just want to go on the internet and look at something that I shouldn't look at. There's almost this, you're like battling and it's this choice where you literally could shut off and just kind of do that, right? And look at stuff that you would regret looking at. But like in the moment, like you're, to me, you're, you're, if you're sober-minded, you're battling that. But you could turn that off is what I'm trying to say and actually give in to your desire or your fantasy. Same thing with fantasy. You can have sexual fantasies, be sitting at work and, you know, and all of a sudden you got two girls with you or whatever, is, whatever your deal is. <laughs> and like you... That's not being sober-minded, right? Because now, again, you're being prone to attack to the enemy. And That's so right. yep. I just wanted to share that. I personally believe that if you want to grow your desire in the Lord, I don't believe that he's okay or just good with you smoking weed, even if he created... God created the cocaine plants too, but you don't hear people saying, nah, God's cool with me doing cocaine because it's a right, plant right, that he yeah. created, right? So just say that. Let's, let's compare the two, right? If you want to compare marijuana to it's a plant, compare cocaine to that too because it's also a plant. And so if you could say that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Like, don't be BS people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's good, man. Ooh, man, that's good, bro. See Ben over here dropping, dropping. Um, I was gonna say dimes, dropping gems, even <laughs> dropping dimes. I don't drop dimes no more. I stopped selling those. <laughs> I know oh, they weren't man. profitable, but also because <laughs> oh, obviously Jesus said stop. Jesus saves, but yeah, no, that's really good, man. I think there's a lot to say in that because um, some comparisons can be. I can't tell you how many people, especially believers, because if you don't believe in God, there's no reason to try to convince yourself or try to convince people that marijuana is good because you just don't care. But when you're a believer, a lot of times believers like to, who smoke weed, they like to say, oh, you know what, God created, like you're saying, God created naturally and things like that. But something we don't realize is just that the word of God says everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Mm. And so we got to look at it like that as well. We can't look at every single thing in this world and be like, oh, you know, God created so everything is good. No, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial to us. That's why it is so important that we have the truth, that we have the word of God to note, that we have brothers and sisters around us keeping us accountable. Because in this life, you need people to help you keep accountable. If you walk this life alone, like Ben says, the word of God says the devil is like a roaring lion. What does the roaring lion do? It picks you off. It picks the weakest from the from the pack and goes for that and goes in for the kill. Right. That's why we have to be with the pack. That's why we have to know we have the roaring lion. The devil is like the roaring lion, but we actually serve the roaring lion. And so that, that's, that's just a little bit more of a... Um, encouragement to you guys to note that um, we have the truth, so we should dive into the truth. And so a little bit about that, you know, doing drugs gives but takes away, 
Mm-hmm. What does it mean by that? It's just that it gives. You know, you get that high. You know, you get that good feeling if you're drunk or anything like that. It's not even, it's not even past that with heroin, cocaine. You get that good sniff. You get that needle in you, and you feel good for that moment. But what starts happening in those type of moments? You open yourself up to disaster. Um, and then people are just like, well, you know, marijuana is, you know, healthy for you, like this and that. So I'm just going to, but it impairs your judgment. It impairs things. Oh, you know, when I'm drunk, I'm trying to have a good time. But then you start making mistakes. You don't know what you're doing. You, and like he was saying, you have to be sober-minded. And then yeah. people take the Bible verse, oh, you know, the, the Bible says to get drunk, you know, is bad. I can have a little sip. Okay, but then we have to know that where's our limit? We have mm-hmm. to know that we're not flirting with that line. Because it is easy. I'm not saying that it's drinking... It's a thin line, too. People yeah. get, man, a lot of people be getting buzzed and they, you know... They're okay with that, but they still be getting buzzed, man. <laughs> you could say you ain't drunk, but you smiling a little bit more, you laughing a little bit louder, you're feeling kind of nice. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing that people like to say that, oh, you know, if, if, when you flirt with that line, that, the, that's when the Holy Spirit starts to kick in and say, yo, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? If they have people around you or if, this, if the Holy Spirit's talking to you, but even in that sense, you flirt with that line and what happens when you go a little bit more? Then you're gone. And that's why we have to note that what is beneficial for us, what is beneficial for our body, what is beneficial for our mind, because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. So the moment that we start filling ourselves with stuff that's not pleasing with the Lord or stuff that makes us not of sober mind, what happens then? What are, what are we introducing into our lives at that point? What are we bringing into our lives at that point? And, and these are just some questions to entice you guys, mm. you know what I'm saying, to get you guys thinking. Because a lot of people will disagree with me and be like, well, you know, Brian, I'm good. I know. I know my limit. I know this and that. Yeah, but again, when we go on our own strength, that's when we fail every single time. When, when we go on our own understanding, we always fail every single time. Why is that? Because the Lord knows our own understanding is human. His understanding is holy. His understanding is his presence of holiness, trueness, and wonderful. And so just encouragement to you guys that pray. And in these type of topics that we're, that we're talking about, don't just take our word for it. Go in and pray. Pray to God. Pray to the Lord what you're dealing with right now and ask him. Like Ben was saying in his story, ask the Lord if what you're doing is good, if what you're doing is pleasing to him, because that's my life. I want my life to be pleasing to the Lord, 100%. Every single thing I do that my family does, we want to be pleasing to the Lord. So I just want to encourage you guys with that as well. God gives in abundance to his children. So where the drugs takes away, God gives in abundance. You, you'll never hear someone saying that, oh, you know what, I, I came to the Lord and God took everything away from me and the rest of my life is miserable. We go through trials and tribulations, yes. We go through struggles, but God's ultimate gift to us is everlasting life. His ultimate gift to us is life itself. And so where other people say that, oh, you know, I, it took my memory, drugs took my memory, alcohol took, I don't know, I just had sex with a bunch of people, you know, heroin took my, I got into the hospital. Like the Lord's saying, come to me as you are so I can give you life, life in abundance. And so that, that's the biggest difference between drugs and God. It's just a sense of the desire changes. It's a sense of the willingness changes. And so when we give our lives to God, we see the goodness in his presence. See, there's a difference. And so I want, I want you guys to see that, that when we're high, when we're drunk, there's a sense of presence around us. We get giddy or something happens here, and then we're just lost. We're lost in the moment that we're at, that we're in at that, at that time. It's no, it's no longer of, we're coherent, everything is good to go. We're lost. 
But with God, we are found. In his presence, we are found. It's weird because, you know, when I'm in the presence of the Lord, it's different. You're happy. It's not like mm-hmm. when you're happy high or happy drunk. You're like, whoa, you know, <laughs> you're one of those guys, like one of my well, friends. Some he, people might be like that. Yeah, I don't know. So, I'm not people, like that, yeah. but some people might be. Yeah, and so one of my friends, he's an angry drunk. Another one of my friends, he's a happy drunk. Mm-hmm. And so you have all this stuff. But within the presence of the Lord, you feel high, but not in the way that drugs can take you. It's in the way of the presence can take you. It's in the way where you feel like you're with God. It's in the mm-hmm. way that you feel like it, 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 it's different. It, it's hard to explain it, but it's just, I feel joy. I feel peace. I, I feel God. And mm. so that type of, if we're talking about highs, I would take the high of Christ any single time. I know it sounds weird to say it like that as well. It's like, yo, Brian, you're, you're talking yeah, about being yeah. high with God. Smoke some Holy Spirit. <laughs> Smoke some Holy Spirit. <laughs> but you up. know what? It, it, it's, it's different. It's a different sense. And when you're with Christ and his presence, it's you you feel it's another level guys it's something different it's something that when you rest in his presence there's peace there's joy there is patience there is kindness there is gentleness when you are in his presence so i I don't want you guys to say oh brian said we can get no that's not what i'm saying i'm Mm. saying that there is a difference in god's presence Revelation 21.3 says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. So at saying that God will dwell inside of us and we will dwell with him. And so in this sense that if you don't think about it, our life is not our own. To God, we belong. So the the moment that we say yes to God is the moment that we forfeit our own life and our own understanding and take on what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And so in that sense, that you could look at it another way too. Do you want to damage your body with God, the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords in it? No, we want to preserve the temple. We want to make sure that our temple is clean, our temple is holy, because if the King of kings lives inside of us, I want to be pure. I want to be holy. I want to be righteous in his eyes. That's what I want to be like. Why chase after the moment when we can chase after eternity? That's the thing. Let, let me say, yeah. why chase after the moment? Because drugs give that moment. They do. They give you that moment it's of... temporary, yeah. Exactly. You got to keep it, doing it. Yeah. I think it was, well, who was it? Um, a long, long, long couple of years ago, I did a remix of this one song. I think it was by Nicki Minaj and Drake. It's, I think she was saying, you wish you could have this moment for life. And we were saying that, and I remixed that song, and then so you think that moment is life, but that Mm. moment isn't life. Eternity is life. Yeah. And so we need to stop allowing the world shape our understanding of what it means to live, because that's not living. To live is Christ, and to die is gain. So either way you look at it, we have the victory. If you think about it, no matter what, death has lost its sting. So we have victory in life and we have victory in death. Stop trading, uh, stop trading um, the jewels that we have for the pebbles on the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it looks good, but it's just pebbles. Mm-hmm. When we have the most precious, precious thing in the world, guys, I encourage you guys. I, I have my own past. I've had, I know, probably haven't got in depth like Ben has, but you know, I smoked weed, I've done, I've drunk alcohol, all these different types of stuff. 
But my main thing was cigarettes. Uh, that, that was one of the biggest things I, I was addicted to. And I, but mm. God um, has delivered me from that for many, many years. So I praise Jesus for that. But guys, I encourage you, wherever you're at, stop trading the jewels and diamonds that you have for pebbles on the ground. Because all that stuff will fade away. But God is forever, everyone. That's good. It's presence uh, versus man-made pleasures. And so that's my encouragement to everyone, honestly. Like... Stop chasing after the green, but chase after the Lord. And the green could be anything. You know, is that marijuana? Is that money? Is that whatever? Like, stop chasing after the worldly and start chasing after the spiritual. That's good, man. And now we're going to share the challenge of the week. Challenge. Bust up. No. I want to ask this question and then kind of give the practical to the response for this week's challenge. Um, are there any habits we have right now that are compromising to us keeping a sober mind? This week, pick one day to fast and fast and pray to the Lord and let him speak truth on some habits that you need to replace. Notice how I'm saying, take away your habits. Because I'm a firm believer in when you have a, a, a very particular habit, maybe you, again, it could be smoking cigarettes, it could be smoking weed, whatever. You don't just ask the Lord, oh, take away this, Lord. I just don't want to do this no more. Please take it away. Because um, God is a God of redemption. So he doesn't just take away, but he'll actually redeem you. And so this week when you fast and pray and ask the Lord, okay, what habits are keeping me from a sober mind right now? Uh, maybe it's drugs, maybe it's alcohol, maybe it could be even something else. Ask the Lord, Lord, replace that with something else. Um, just a quick story, my, my dad, my biological dad that I used to smoke weed with, um, you know, he still does that, but his, with alcohol, it was really bad to the point where like, I mean, he, he would get so drunk that he was violent and he didn't even know who you were anymore. And it was dangerous. And he really quit that lifestyle because it was it was going to kill him and possibly others around him and he told me the other day he has another son that he takes care of a younger son and all the days he kind of be getting out of work and being bored to just hit the bottle and get drunk now that time has been redeemed and replaced with spending time with my brother so he takes my little brother to the parks and to the swings and to the zoo and all that. And he told me the other day, like when I push my son on the swing, it's like it's like a whole nother high. Spending time with my son is better, right? He's redeemed his time. So my, my dad switched his habit, right? And he's still working on other ones, but that's, that's the key. He can't just stop drinking, right? Like there has to be more. And so let that be the challenge to you this week. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that in the bio and the link as well. I know it was kind of a long challenge, but just fast and pray and ask God to switch up your habits uh, so you can be more sober-minded. Yeah. Amen, bro. And yeah, guys, we hope that you guys are doing the challenges and are enjoying these challenges. Um, definitely, it's stuff to continue on so we can put what we say into practice. And so uh, we just want to leave you guys with this, is that when we seek after God, the old passes, but the new comes to life. And that verse is 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And I paraphrased it. So if you want to go and check out the whole verse, you can. Good. But guys, let's live the new and let's let the old pass away. Amen. So yeah, guys, it was fun while it lasted. But let's go ahead. And as always, 
Uh, stay rooted. And keep growing. Peace, y'all. Boom.